0: The Waddle and Sylvie podcast is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Sign up using promo code WMVP at sportsbook.draftkings.com.
1: Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago, and this is Waddle and Sylvie, live from the old National Bank Studio, WMVP WSHE HD2 Chicago, a good karma brand's radio station. I have D.J. Moore, again, the usual go-to bet. I always play his over in yardage. 59 and a half I got him at. And then I played Roshan Johnson over 22 and a half yards rushing. I was looking for catches. D.J. Moore over catches,
0: but over four and a half catches is like minus 195. I had something else to look at.
1: That's right. We made you some money yesterday. That's what you do right here. You also had listen. You had the Bears on the money line, didn't you? I did late, so uh, I went to the bathroom. Excuse me. Uh, Before kick, right after I was done with the uh, the pregame show, and vomiting? I was standing in the no, I was in vomiting. Wait, why would I vomit after I the know. pregame show? I'm not sure. And um, I I uh, went number one, and I'm thinking as I'm standing at the stall, and I said, you know what, I'm gonna go for it. I know I've fallen for them before. I did it a few weeks ago, and they lost. And I think it was to L.A. the Chargers. That was the last time I went all in on the Bears.
0: Kind of an odd thing to to come to the conclusion while you're standing at the urinal. Yeah, I'm, I'm
1: going a, for I'm it. I'm going for it. Yeah. And the la- and, and it's one thing to do it against Justin Herbert. It's another thing when I, I just kept going back to the fact that I don't believe in Joshua Dobbs. <laughs> that. It was, a good, uh, yeah. it was a good premonition. And, and, and the defense has been playing well. I want to go through the roster. And another note, speaking of betting, DraftKings is trolling us all. DraftKings, I don't know if you saw this, tweeted out on their um, Twitter handle, DraftKings Sportsbook. Tell us who you're going with. What quarterback would you build your franchise around? This is what they're doing now. They're trolling us with this. Do you want to know the three options? Yeah. One of them's Fields. You know who they put with Fields as the options? Give it to me. Who would you, who would you group with Fields to make it like a, uh, a battle? I don't know. Do you have a guess, Tyler? Well, you said torture, so my guess was like, going like to be... Trolling. They're trolling Tro- us, yes.
2: I was gonna guess it would be Mahomes and Stroud.
1: No, like that would Crolling be trolling us it, the other way. Yeah, yeah, yeah Tyson yeah, Bagent. No, no, no. But you're on the right track now. Now you're now you're you're getting closer. You're getting warmer.
3: Wouldn't it just be the other quarterbacks taken in that draft class? Mac
1: Jones. There you go. You hit one. So it's Justin Fields, Mac Jones, and and it's the kid from the Jets. It's not the kid from the Jets. I don't think anyone could do, go that way. Trey uh, Trey Lance. Think this year, C.J. Stroud. Nope. Bryce Young. Yes. So they put in a group: Fields, Mac Jones, Bryce Young. Come on. Yes. I'm... Like that's that's an obvious there, isn't it? Yes. It's Fields.
0: With all of those.
1: Mac Jones is is. is a bust. I don't
4: want
0: want any Mac Jones. He's a bust. Don't want any Bryce Young, it's early. But Bryce Young is this big. He's my height. Look, I don't know who he will turn out to be, but I I, I said when he was available in the draft I wouldn't draft him because of his size. Yeah,
1: and Fields is every measurable. Now he he still makes Some plays that you don't you go back and forth on, and like I said, if you didn't have the number one pick, you would still continue to grow it and and develop. But
0: I, you could live with some of the boom goes the dynamite mistakes if, in fact, the upside was significantly higher. Like I gave you the Josh Allen stats. Like I mean, Josh Allen makes a lot of mistakes, but Josh Allen also is a multiplier in terms of he makes big plays what were the stats you gave two touchdown passes two touchdown rushing touchdowns and an interception in this loss against philadelphia yeah yeah like, so you got four touchdowns he accounted for to one interception so i'll live it's it's like the brett Favre, you know way of playing i think that josh allen plays like brett Favre. right you're going to make some mistakes but at the end of the day after 60 minutes or three hours you're going to have more difference-making plays on the upside than you are the downside. You're just going to have to live through some of the mistakes. And unfortunately with Justin, the mistakes have been there. 38 career turnovers, but only 47 career total touchdowns. So the downside has been there. The boom goes the dynamite that sometimes you expect from young quarterbacks, but the upside. Isn't you know isn't
1: high enough for you to be comfortable with living with some of those mistakes? All right, let's go through the roster and and who are we high, high on, on? Okay, so, so. who do you have? Who do you because I, I the started defense, with the defense? Yes, because that's where I think I think that secondary and, and Brisker and Gordon, like I, I think we're both, both very high. Both on
0: rookie them. cornerbacks. Smith hasn't played nearly as much as Stevenson. Stevenson has had some bumpy moments, but I I think that that's I think we realized that was going to be the case because he plays such a physical brand of football that he was going to get flagged quite a bit early, and he will work through some of that. I like what I've seen from him. Smith, in a limited participation level, I I thought he played well last night. I thought he had some good moments. You mentioned Gordon. I think Gordon has got the potential to be a A pro bowler multiple times. He's got to stay healthy. But you play that inside slot position, he's not afraid to tackle. He's very good in a lot of ways. I like him. Brisker, I think, is very solid. Good pick. I think he also has to stay healthy. Dexter's the kid that's starting to get more snaps as your, your defense tackle. Your rookie, and I think he's starting to show a little bit more. I included T.J. Edwards and Tremaine Edmonds as yes, well. Yes, of course. And if you look at the numbers, T.J. Edwards leads the National Football League in tackles. He also has two sacks, two interceptions, one forced fumble, and one fumble recovery. This is what you're asking for from this defense. Uh, Tremaine Edmonds, two interceptions, one forced fumble, one fumble recovery. He's their second leading tackler. He has played two less games because he had the injury. Has he had the impact that maybe you expected, giving him the giant bag of cash? Maybe not, but he's been good. He's you been like really him good. on your
1: team. And, I do. And, and for a, a, a cheap third linebacker, Jack Sanborn's I
0: like on my team. Yes. So you have, and obviously Montez Sweat gives you something that you don't, you know, you haven't had in quite some time. So, like, look, I those are some really – now. Do they all have to come together and make sure that they don't cough it up at the end of the first half and then in the final four and a half minutes against the Lions? Yes. But there's a lot of good stuff there. Jalen Johnson as well. I don't want to see him go. No, but you I'm want... not going to pay him to be
1: the highest paid cornerback in the league, but I don't want to see him go. Do you? Can you imagine? I said this to you guys during the pre-show fist fight. I said this at halftime, too. Like... He's got to run that back for six yesterday. He he caught one for an interception. I asked Eberflus about it. The second one, he's got to score on. He had to do that against the Lions. He's got to score on that. Um, If he would have run those two back, can you imagine the statement he would have made since they shopped him for the trade? If he would have come back from that after only three interceptions in his entire career, if he then would have... Three more interceptions since that time, two for touchdowns. The statement he would have made to be paid as a premier defensive back would be loud and clear. Instead, he's dropped two pick sixes. Yes. And I would still, I still want him on my team. Yes. Me too. But just not at the premier price. Right. You got to make those plays to be premier price. But I want him on my team. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'm just not, you know, I'm, I'm, you're gonna I'm okay. You're going to franchise him. If I have to, yeah.
0: yeah. You're not letting him go. I you're not letting I him go. I don't walk. want him to
1: go. Uh, then on offense. So I think
0: he, Roshan Johnson is a good football player. Is he elite? Maybe not. But you saw they gave him you know, running back one status last night. Not just because, you know, he's a dual-purpose guy. He's got 24 catches on the season. He's averaging almost four and a half yards per carry, but you trust him in pass protection. I thought there were a couple of instances last night where he picked up not one, but a couple of guys. He did get beat on one sack. But, again, he's a rookie, and you're facing one of the more difficult defensive fronts that you're going to face all year. But I like what I've seen from him. And, obviously, up, uh, on, up front, Jenkins.
1: I love him. I get player. nervous. I get Like, again, he, someone landed on him. Was that his back again?
0: I'm not sure, but he did come back when into he the came game. Back,
1: I get nervous with him.
0: Wright is also he's great, uh, a but I get nervous. Braxton Jones uh, is still trying to find his rhythm. I don't know if he's your long-term answer at left tackle, but at the very least, if you have Braxton Jones as a swing tackle, it's not bad. You've got DJ Moore. Cole Komet fits the inline wide tight end spot. I'd like to see them get someone like Tunyon, but maybe younger and a little more athletic that gives them another tight end that they
1: can go with. So I mean, like, look. You mentioned more too,
4: yeah, yeah,
0: DJ. Yeah.
1: Um, What about Nate Davis? Are you still no?
0: I like. I mean, when Nate's available, Nate can play. What about Lucas Patrick? I think that's a spot (laughs) you're going to (laughs) upgrade. You know, but like at the end of the day, I love your kicker. Despite missing a 48 yarder to start the game, he's money nine times. I blame Joniak. Five times
1: out of a hundred. Do you know Joniak in the pre-game interview with Eberflus? 15 minutes before the game was raving about um, he was raving about him and then said about Santos to Iberflue says I don't want to put the whammy on him but oh. and then proceeded to rave about him and sure enough right into the game he put a whammy on him yeah I think he, he said it to polls too didn't he like I, like when you say I don't want to put the whammy on him
0: you've put a whammy, you've on,
1: put him. A whammy on him and then sure enough he missed the first
0: now, in typical Cairo Santos fashion, he, he bounced 55 back with a 55-yarder. Yarder. Yeah. Like I trust him for his position as much as anyone on the team. I'm not saying he's the I most know. valuable player. I'm not saying he's their best player, right? But based on what your job description is and what you're being asked to do, I have as much faith in him as anybody else on the team.
1: You said that last year, and he started missing extra points. Well, so least, don't whammy him. Uh, I'm anymore. not going to. I'm not
0: not professing to whammy anybody.
1: All right, so they, like, I think they have building blocks. Yeah, I think
0: the roster is significantly better in a short period of time. And now what you need to do is continue to build the roster and find somebody on both sides of the football that can get the most out of that talent. And I think from a defensive coordinator spot, like I think Matt Eberflus has done a pretty nice job recently getting his defense to play. you got to clean up some of the other stuff as a head coach there are still some things that leave me but now you got to find a way to just kind of you put all the ingredients in the cauldron and now you got to stir it and you got to you know you, you got to make something tasty out of it
1: mark in villa park you're on ESPN 1000 what's up mark hi mark
4: hi mark uh, <laughs> hey mark Hey, Mark. I wanted to uh, talk about, uh, you know, you want to have a, a quarterback that's your point guard, right? Like, yes. Makes everybody better. Yes. My feeling is Fields is more that uh, combo guard. He's got something extra that a point guard maybe doesn't, but he's not that true point guard that makes everybody better. You see those throws all the time where guys just stop right after they get the ball. You know, it doesn't he doesn't lead them. He doesn't throw with anticipation. I'll hang up and listen to what you guys think.
0: Um, so making the basketball analogy, I, I, this is what I would say to you. There are some highlight reel plays where he's going up in 360 dunking on people, and then he's bouncing it off his shoe.
1: I know, and, and, and Friedel texted me. I know a lot of people are going to love to hear this. And right away, he says, he's not the guy, Sylvie. And, and, and so I was texting back and forth with Nick. I go, in NBA terms, Nick, who is he? Like i Don't been tell fixated. me he said he said Zach. He said Zach right away, and I said, I, "Isn't Zach too accomplished even for for it, Justin?" Yeah, Zach's
0: made a couple of All Star he, games. He's been he? on an
1: Olympic team. Yeah. Um, like I, I said Rudy Gay. Rudy Gay was al- always had the measurables. Was always very highly thought of, but never sort of was a true star. And, and who, who, is, who is Justin Tyler? Who is Justin Fields' basketball player? I think that's a good
2: one. Uh, it kind of brought to my mind when you said Rudy Gay, I thought Tyreek Evans, another name. Where, like, he kind of has everything. He can, he can do a lot. He can be on all sorts of highlight reels. But then my mind sort of went to Tyreek Evans as another name like that.
1: Who is the, who is the uh, big guard from Chicago who played at Ohio State? And, and grew up with Derrick Rose and had a rivalry with Derrick. Ohio State to Ohio State guy. If we're going Justin and this guy, trying to remember that. Um, um, he played for the 76ers. What, didn't he go to Ohio State? This kid, I'm not I'm sure who of. you're thinking of. Let me see if Twitch remembers.
0: Wasn't Mike Connolly. He played. Didn't he play at Ohio he State? Played at
1: Ohio State. Yeah. yeah, but he was before. But he was that. before Evan Turner. Oh, yeah, yeah. What about mm-hmm. Evan Turner? No, not. I don't know. I don't, I don't think know enough Evan about Turner Evan was. Turner.
2: Like, I think Justin was out accomplishing Evan Turner. I, I have to think back on Evan Turner's NBA career, but I feel like Justin out accomplished him. Okay.
1: Thank you, Twitch. Yes. Someone said Twitch saves the day. It, Twitch is very good when it comes to this. They play $100,000 pyramid with me very well. Okay. Um, what is their suggestion? Are you saying that they
0: came up with Evan
1: Turner? Do you any I, not really? I think Zach's a good one, except for the accomplishments, because he is a human highlight reel. In the fourth quarter, a lot of times he does his worst work. I think it's yeah. I, yeah, yeah, it, I
0: think that's it's a parallel that you can definitely draw. He
1: he wins a lot of dunk contests. Like some of the highlights are spectacular. He'll out athlete anybody around. Yes.
2: But Brandon Jennings. Brandon Jennings. Is he the one who... He had some big games. He had like a 50-point game at the Garden, I think.
3: Yeah. How about Aaron Gordon? Won a couple Aaron? dunk contests. Aaron Gordon, where's he now? He's, he's in Denver. Denver, yeah. Yeah, and he's not, he's kind of found bad. his niche as like a more not, of a role player bad. than the guy.
1: Not bad. That's a good one, Kev. Can I call you Kev?
3: Kev Bo? It's a little chummy, but, but it's all Kev, right. Chummy. Kev, Bo. It's A little chummy. I can't be be chummy, chummy with you? It would be a little familiar. A little you know? familiar. I've only been here for a few months. All right, Kevin. Bo. Kev Bo.
1: Bo is fine. Uh, all right, That's weird. Bo is weird. Steven in Madison. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Steven?
0: No, you're not. You're not Steven. Up. Stevie.
1: Nope. Uh, Steve Bo. Let's go to Scott in Buffalo Grove. Can
4: I call you Scotty? You can call me anything you want. What's up, Scotty? What's up, Sexy? So, so gentlemen, first of all, congratulations on the, the great report from Dr. Soros from you. Thank uh, you, Scott. Many, many more. Appreciate it. The, my comment is, if Justin couldn't pull off under perfect weather conditions last night to show what he has to lead this team... Unfortunately, I think this die is cast. If you've looked at the calendar, the next four games are all on lakefront properties in December, followed by going into the viper pit known as Lambeau Field, where the Bears traditionally have never really done well over the last 20 years. So if you're looking to pull rainbows out of somewhere to justify whether we should be back or not, and I'm assuming that you have to make the decision on the fifth year before the season starts next year, aren't we kind of sunk, you think? Are we sunk? Or well, I mean, sunk is having to go get another quarterback. Um, you may be,
0: you, if you want to refer to it as being sunk, but yet you have the first overall selection, I don't know if you're actually sunk or else, or, or rather you could look at it as, as you've got more options than the majority of your competitors.
4: Uh, may I rephrase? I was saying that the chance of Justin being able to prove something different than a already has been, is probably a lost
0: cause. You know what, Scott, it's a really good question. And and I think it's a very fair point. If if you have to impress or over impress despite the elements, it may be harder. Like, it's going to be hard to impress against maybe the, the Cleveland Browns in Cleveland. What if Miles Garrett isn't playing? Well, then you have a better chance and, of doing and, and so. And you're playing
1: another like, bad asked, quarterback where you don't have to score right. 24
0: points. You asked the question earlier at the start of the game, Just at the start of the show, did Justin take another step forward? And I would have said to you probably had, had he not had the two fumbles. And I know you can't play that game, but just follow me. Had he not had those two fumbles, my answer to you would have said, yeah, I think so. Because it was not clean. definitively, but yes, because there were some things, as I said to you upstairs before the show started, that I thought he did really well. You did miss Mooney. I get it. I haven't had a chance to look at the All-22. I don't know whether there were some other guys that were open that he just didn't. But you know what happened when he did? They did ask him to drop back. And I thought the Vikings did a pretty good job. What they do is they contain you. They don't let you get to the edge. They stop you from getting to the edge and being able to throw on the run. So then you have to, everything comes back to the pocket. There were moments where it looked like, as Dominique Foxworth described, a fire drill. But how many times did you see him take the the unthinkable sack? Or the, you know what I mean? Like, scrambled to get rid of the football. It wasn't perfect at times, but you saw He's progress. Batter. He's better. Right. I mean, you see that he doesn't take three of those sacks any longer. I think he got three, sacked three times in this game. He got sacked four times in the first the first half and one drive on the previous game against the, the Vikings. So I, my point is, is like, I can point to things, including that final drive, and say, that's really good stuff. But you can't forget about the two fumbles. You can't. So when you ask the question, did he make another step forward to changing people's minds? Had you not fumbled twice in consecutive drives in the fourth quarter, my answer would have been yes. But you can't ignore turnovers. If I said to you he threw two picks, and Dave on on Twitter actually makes a really good point – In a lot of instances, fumbles are worse than than interceptions because fumbles usually happen at the line of scrimmage versus picks that happen down the field. So from a field position perspective, the fumble sometimes can be more of a penalty than the interception. But we have this tendency to think of a fumble as not as bad of a mistake as an interception is. So when you do have to factor in two fourth quarter fumbles and you ask me the question, did he take a step forward? How can I say yes? You can't. You, I mean, that's you, like you, you, I want you. to because I want to be able to tell you all of these other good things I saw that lead to some progress. But at the end of the day, the
1: same you know issue right. became part of the equation. How far of a step back did he take? I don't know. No, I don't, I don't, I don't he took it was, sideways. I don't know if it was a big step back, but I think he has to win the job now. I don't I think don't he think...
0: took a step back. I think what he did was like many of the throws. He took a step sideways. Right,
1: right. In, in, but my point is, in order to to keep the job, he's got to win the yes. job. He can't just sideways himself into the job. Right. And that's why he, I said it,
0: this. It's such a confounding conversation and has been for so long. Because you see stuff and you're like, okay, yeah, I see this. I see this. And then you're like, ah,
1: oh, you know what? I, I've i seen that, too. And that that just, that's not a... No, no, can't so have it. Here's the results of the poll. You can vote on my Twitter handle, at Waddle and Sylvie. It's brought to you by um, Toyota. Toyota Let's Go Places. Toyotathon is on right now. We've had 4,000 votes exactly. Um, did Justin Fields take a step forward with his performance against the Vikings? That's the question. 42.6% of the people say yes. He took a step forward. 57.4% say no. He did not take a step forward.
0: And I would ask, again, as much as I will sit and talk with you about positive things that I saw, how in the world can you answer yes if, in fact, you do factor in they had zero touchdowns despite four gifts from their defense, and there were two fourth-quarter fumbles? I mean, like, if you were giving a letter grade, and I heard, you know, Cap and Jay Hood ask Lance about a letter grade, how could you give... Just an A or even a B
1: when you are fumbling twice in crunch time. You can't. You cannot. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Uh, we'll give you what uh, the Blackhawks had to say at their press conference about Corey Perry, and also uh, we've got Aki's A list coming up next.
4: Waddle and Sylvie, from
1: our State Street studio to your hellish commute home, we're there with you making it bearable. Never mind. Back to Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN Chicago. It's time for Aki's A-List. From the mind of the man who understands the four P's of Waddle's world. Meow. Aki's A-List.
3: A-A-List.
1: The top questions and topics floating around in Tyler Aki's mind.
3: Are these really the questions that I was called here to answer?
1: Aki's A-List on ESPN Chicago. Before uh, we get to Tyler's questions, I want to read you a quote, though, from Kyle Davidson, the general manager of the Blackhawks, who just met the media over the Corey Perry situation when they uh, released him over a misconduct. He mentioned that as soon as they found out last week... Um, over possible m- misconduct. They pulled him from the game and conducted the internal investigation. And once they got the findings of the investigation, they uh, made the decision to terminate his conduct. This is what they said about the rumors, um, the contract. They terminated his contract. And this is what he said about the rumors. I'm, I want to quote him directly regarding some of the rumors you may have read on Twitter And that was trending yesterday. He says, however, I do want to be very clear on this one point. This does not involve any players or their families or anything that suggests otherwise or anyone that suggests otherwise is wildly inaccurate and frankly, it's disgusting. This has been a tough situation, and I understand you wanted answers. It was important that we took all the necessary steps before sharing more. I hope you can understand that I may not be able to answer everything today, but I'm going to be as open and honest as I can to be given the situation out of respect for those involved. So he did shoot down anything about any of the rumors that you may have read involving another player on the team or their family or family members.
0: It's the appropriate thing to do, what he just did,
1: yes, was to to squish all of that. Yes, yeah, so there's there's basically nothing to see there other than uh, a veteran player that they signed to hopefully be a positive influence in the room, who was not even close to that, and that they they have parted ways with. What is going on in our town? I, it, it's it's been bad. Yeah, it's been, we're 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 stuck in a slump. <laughs> to, to I mean, and like. HR Matters have, like, we don't, we, we shouldn't have HR on speed dial.
0: No, on any of our franchises.
1: No. Mm. All right, Tyler, um, if you could get us uh, to pull us out of this. Yeah, some more sports here. Uh, oh, abyss.
2: well, you're not going to like this first question then, because oh, was yesterday the worst-case scenario for the Chicago Bears your quarterback was bad. Aside from that last two-minute drill, the coach's defense, who everyone wants out of here, looked fantastic, and you potentially hurt your draft position with that last drive being resulting in a Bears win. Was yesterday no. the worst case scenario for the
1: Bears? No, I don't think so. No, uh, I like worst case scenario would be uh, a lot of the players that we were just talking about that we're bullish on play poorly. Um, A a lot of the young players are playing well, and there are building blocks here. Uh, Again, I like that they have the lottery ticket with Carolina, so you don't have to root against your own team so early in the year. It gives you an option here, so you don't have to rage against victory. It's... You say it's exhausting enough to watch this Bears team. It is. And it wasn't a pretty game. Emotionally exhausting. But but if we're, like, rooting against them early, this early, that sucks, too. Yeah, I'm not. And, and
0: look, they brought some other teams into the equation, I think, by winning this game. But they didn't fall from their spot. Correct. Mm -hmm. So they did not go from where are they fourth now. They're still fourth. They were fourth are, are, before the game kicked they're off. They're not fifth. I thought they no, fell fourth. They're okay. fourth, okay. but but with the win, you bring in other teams because you know the gap is is slimmer than it was before. Um, but I, I don't I, no. I don't think it's I, I for the reasons that Sylvie mentioned. I I like seeing young guys play well. Um, like, D.J. Moore is going to be here for a while. He had over 100 yards. He's now over 1,000 yards on the season.
1: Montez Sweat is Montez making – making. I was worried about the second-round pick. I don't love getting rid of second-round picks. But Montez Sweat now has three sacks in the last two weeks, doesn't yes, he? I think so. So, so like, he's legitimizing uh, and and putting up bigger numbers – than he was in Washington. He makes
0: life easier for the other guys on that that defensive line as
1: well. He makes other guys around him better. Like, you didn't want him to trade for him, and then all of a sudden Claypool yourself. You you know what I mean? So you traded for him, and he's doing well. So there are things going on here other than just watching your draft status. He now has nine sacks with how many? Five
0: games left? So he's going to have his first double digit sack Let's season. Hope. If he doesn't then, then we got an issue. Right. But he's on the cusp of having a double digit sack season, which is what you want from a guy that you gave up some pretty significant asset for and then gave him a big bag of cash. So Good to see Montez Sweat being a difference maker out there along with some of the other younger guys that will be a part of this franchise for years.
2: Yeah, speaking of Montez Sweat, that leads me into one of the other things I wanted to bring up here. So you brought up the three sacks in the last two weeks. He also has 18 pressures over the last three weeks. The Bears have eight. He has 18 pressures? 18 pressures. He's got, yesterday was his second seven pressure game as a Chicago Bear. Wow. So he has 18 pressures. With the Bears, and the Bears defense has forced eight turnovers over the course of the last two games. That also does include a couple of turnover on downs that they've forced as well. How much of this is because Montez Sweat is a part of the picture now, or is it there's a lot of other guys on this defense that are playing really well?
0: You can draw a direct correlation between everybody else playing well and his performance. Think about where it all starts. We've talked about this forever, especially in the secondary. Like, If you ask those guys, even if you're talented, to cover for four and five seconds, it's going to make their life miserable. Well, now with the added pressure and his presence, it makes everyone behind him, their lives significantly easier. So I think you can definitely draw a connection between the two. Now, again, I'm not suggesting to you that just because Montez Sweat is wearing a Bears uniform, that's the only reason why they've taken the ball away eight times in the last two games. But you certainly are getting an enormous benefit from him being part of your pass And
1: Yurko pointed out to me as we were watching, and we're, we're having a good time. Peggy, Yurko, me, we're having when some Yurk's fun. When not,
0: not giving you hell for not uh, bringing him food, Oh, right? he's
1: giving me hell. Oh, he's, he's giving me hell for more than just that. I went over to Chick-fil-A yesterday, across the street, and I brought my stuff back. And right away, he said... Uh, there's a rule here that if you bring food, you've got to bring, bring food for everybody. And I'm like, can I just be responsible for my dinner? Like, wh- wh- why aren't you bringing your food? I even said to Danny yesterday, you witnessed this, and then you witnessed this too, Tyler. I go, can we, can we call Flom? Can we get some burgers for everyone? And I, uh, and Danny goes, why do I need to resp- be responsible for getting Yurko's dinner? Uh, uh, Danny was saying. I go, because he's giving me crap that I'm not getting him dinner. So but, Sounds like you guys need to clean up your mess. Well, I, like I'm fine bringing my lunch every day. I'm fine bringing my dinner every day. But then I get hell when I open up the food and I don't have stuff for Yurko. But anyway, Yurko pointed out to me that in Gakwe, Provided the pressure up the middle and, and sweat came around the edge to clean it up. Yeah. So, like, Ngakwe's pressure, yes, Ngakwe's pressure now is being able to be cleaned up by someone else who's good.
0: Right. And I believe that they have actually put these guys on the same side of the defensive line a couple of times now, too. So they've got a little bit more flexibility with how they use guys.
2: All right. So... Getting back to to Justin Fields here, obviously he looked much better against the Lions, but he had the game-winning drive against the Vikings. Which would you rather see more of from Justin the rest of the way? More of those final two minutes of what we saw, and it's a little shaky in the first three quarters, or would you rather see a pretty good showing for the first three quarters and then things sort of fall apart in the fourth quarter?
0: <laughs> I would much rather see him play, continue to play like he did against the Lions versus last night. But well, he, he was... had never truly led a game-winning fourth quarter, like game-sealing drive before. True, but, but he like didn't... the Lions game wasn't a result of him not playing well. It was a defense that couldn't put the opponent away in the last four minutes. He did enough for them to win.
1: What what choice are you giving me here?
2: You want to see more wins down the stretch and him finishing a two-minute drive like that? Or do you want to see more of the good first three quarters and then you can't seal it in the end?
1: But he he played a good four quarters. So you're not just saying him play a good three quarters. versus,
0: Versus the Denver game. No, I'd still rather him play like he did against the Lions. Me too. Because in the Denver game... Results
1: be damned. Yeah, I mean,
0: you can't turn the ball over twice in the fourth quarter and expect to win many football games. I want touchdowns. And make make progress.
1: I want touchdowns. And I think a lot of the reason why they won and why people are upset today is they didn't win because of the Bears playing well. They won because the Vikings were awful. Bears defense played really well. Was that because the Vikings' offense is terrible? It's a good question, but... But but Dobbs is terrible. Yes.
0: But they still played. I mean, they were excellent on third down. They were excellent with the pass rush. They were excellent taking the ball away. They contained the Vikings' running game. Did a nice job with the the secondary. Did a nice job containing the receivers for the most part. It was a really good game by this defense against a quarterback that is 2-11 lifetime as a starter and a receiving core that was without their best player. I get all that. That's a fair point.
2: So yesterday on Pat McAfee's show, Adam Schefter was on and said that he is expecting to see 7 to 10 jobs open up this offseason, coaching-wise. So that is nearly a third of the league getting turned over in the coaching carousel here. We talked yesterday about Jim Harbaugh and your percentage of what percent chance you think Jim Harbaugh is going to be. Yeah, Waddle
1: said 100% (laughs) yesterday.
2: But I said
0: sixty percent.
1: If it is
2: seven to ten openings, let's say it's ten. How are you changing? Are you changing your number at all from what you said yesterday? No,
0: nope. I I find a hard. I find it really hard to get to ten. But no, I'm not. It's changing usually my
1: about seven to eight. Like, Did you see? So- I
0: I think Rick Morrissey wrote an article today. I believe it was Rick about why Harbaugh wouldn't be a good fit with the Bears because the McCaskies wouldn't want to go down the same road that they went with Ditka. I know. Winning.
1: Win, that, that winning. Damn that
0: winning. Yeah, I, I feel opposite Damn. of what Rick wrote today. Well, I the, feel well, like...
1: What do you mean? What what was bad about the 80s here? What was bad about I 80s? Think did, I was, think
0: the essence of the article was Ditka made everyone in that building with the last name McCaskey uncomfortable. I don't, to me, I don't care about the uncomfortable nature of the people. Wasn't that that. like
1: George Halas' last hire? Yes. I mean, Papa Bear, the last move he made was going to Dallas and hiring their special teams coach. Now his grandson can actually
0: repeat the same move by
1: hiring Jim Harbaugh. Don't a lot of CEOs even say sometimes in business it's good to to. Do be uncomfortable, like not uncomfortable in a creepy sense, but being comfortable in the workplace. Like sometimes you're too comfortable. Well, I said to
0: you, I always think that I don't want controversy, but a dissenting voice in a coaching staff like remember when it was Ron Rivera and Lovey and Ron got they, they launched Ron. Because Ron had some different ideas than Lovey, I think that a, a, a different perspective can
1: actually influence creativity, right? Like can t- enhance creativity. Tibbs and Pax and Gar, like they never should have let it get to the point of egos. They they were descending voices, and they should have found a way to make it work. They let it get down that road. The winning was a product of. Them being good at their jobs. Yes. And then look how bad it's been since then. Look at how bad. Like, all they want are nice guys who suck at their jobs. Rick Morrissey wants what? More good boys?
0: Well, I think his point wasn't that that's not his. I believe, and I'm interpreting it, his point was is the McCaskies wouldn't go that direction because they don't want to be uncomfortable and as evidenced is is the people that they've hired recently that they are more interested in being comfortable than they are having a consistent winner. I think that was the essence of Rick's article. Don't think he was advocating to go with Mr. Nice Guy. I think what he was saying is is that's been the bears' Yeah. Mantra for right, right. recent years. That they haven't gone with the uncomfortable
1: right. or even the person with the personality. Well, and that's what what I hope Kevin Warren is trying to figure out. Where have we gone wrong? We were scared that Bruce Arians made us uncomfortable. Right. We were scared he didn't want to do the mock press conference. He was the reigning coach of the year. He was already good at being a head coach, but yes. we ran from it. He was the NFL coach of the year, and we ran from him to hire Mark Trussman.
0: And I think Rick's point was
1: that that's not the right way to go, but that's the route they have taken most Uh, recently. Okay, I don't blame people for being skeptical that way. Yeah, Until they show us. Yes.
0: I think it's a fair skepticism, and it's the reason why I mentioned to you the other day what Kevin Warren feels about Jim Harbaugh is very important, but it's even more important what... George and the rest of the McCaskey family feels about Jim,
1: because they ultimately have the ability to say yes or no. 312 mm-hmm. 332 Good stuff. Really good there, Tyler. Uh, If you want to wait on any Tyler uh, questions, or if you want to talk Bears from yesterday, be our guest. And uh, Wilbon, very passionate. Wilbon is not happy with Bears coaches. Hasn't been for quite some time. No, for years. years. Yes, he's going to be upset at five. You'll hear him coming up in 15 minutes from now.
4: Waddle and Sylvie are back. Are back.
1: Follow the show on Twitter at Waddle and Sylvie and at T Waddle 87. This is ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. All right, we're getting down to the nitty gritty. Let's uh, get going on the holiday parody song contest. We'll play a few at around 530. Tomorrow, we're going to have a sit down with Tyler, too, because he's told us we've gotten a lot of entries. But in his words, they're not good. Are you just being snobby with your uh, grading? I'm trying or to send is... a
2: message to the people. Good. Light okay. a fire.
1: So I want to hear what the not good ones are. Because he says the entries are coming in. And we'll, we'll play some of the ones that he perceives are good at 530. Uh, again, you have about a week and a half left. The deadline is a week from Friday. Let's go. So yet, now it's go time. ESPNparody.com. That's ESPNParody.com. The grand prize gets a year's worth of groceries from Jewel Osco and a gift card to American Sale. So it is as good of a grand prize as we've ever had. Best we've had. Uh, By far. Save this uh, in, your, in your phones, on your calendars, wherever you keep your dates. December 15th. That's two weeks from Friday. That's when our big party's going to be. It's our big holiday party. We'll also have some performances there. December 15th at Bub City in Rosemont. It's all presented by Elijah Craig Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. They sent some product to the station today. I'm bringing some home. I'm going to taste some of that. Uh, You are, too. You're going to become uh, an Elijah Craig Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey guy. Yes, sir. And uh, it's also brought to you by Jewel Osco. American Sales back for more. 19 Crimes Wine back for their second holiday parody song competition in Country Thunder. So, uh, again, get going. There's so many great opportunities with the Bears, with the White Sox, with the Cubs, the Bulls and AK. Oh, the Bulls.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Oof. So many good things at the radio station. There's a lot to draw from.
0: I'm, I, I feel pretty confident that this year there's more material to work with than ever before.
1: Can I get a Jeff Joniak Piss and Catch
0: holiday parody song? I bet you can. Have
1: we gotten one of those?
0: Would you like a penis and Cracker Jacks? Uh, <laughs>
1: That's old. That's well, from that oh, naggy. That,
0: right? But it's old, but oldie but a goodie.
1: Have we gotten a Matt Iberflus one on uh, uh, what's up his sleeve and we've, right?
0: We've got a, a good
2: one about Eberflus that will play at 530.
1: Oh, I look forward to that. Right? Yes. Coach. So uh, get them in ESPNParody.com. Again, it's a week from Friday. That's the deadline. This goes by quickly, guys. Quickly. Come on, let's go. Any other ideas? Uh, listen,
0: if you need me to then you to, have no to shot? To prod you along after what has transpired in the last 12 months on a sports stage here in town, then
3: you're a lost cause. I mean, Cup fans are treating Craig Council like he's the second coming, so you could you could come up with something there. there. yeah
1: right He is risen. Yes.
0: Jesus on the north side. He's risen, you and can he's can got two big with bags of cash do with dollar with signs on them. Sounds by the way, like a true was, Sox
1: fan
3: right there. I was going to say,
0: on a year-by-year year year basis, he's probably the third highest paid player or coach or whatever in White Sox history, isn't he, as the manager of the Cup? Oh. $10 million you just wait till Shohei comes. I'm just saying, on the south side, like Craig Council's contract is probably the third largest contract that they've had ever in the history of the organization. I mean, right? Per- Cambo?
3: Currently, he would be sixth uh, uh, if he were a White there Sox. There you go.
1: So if if he was a player on the White Sox, you're talking about the Cubs manager at eight million per year. He would be the sixth highest paid White Sox. Player,
3: Yeah, he'd be behind Moncada, Benintendi, Eloy if he's still here, and uh, Robert, of course, and then Cease if well, the, he's still here.
1: Well, a couple of those, Eloy and, and Cease won't be there. You're hoping
3: Moncada won't be there. I'm not. I don't know. You, are a Mancata guy. I, I was at one point a very staunch defender. Well, it's become difficult. To, to, it's become difficult. What do you mean you were a Mancata defender? He was very good before COVID.
1: The... What were? What was this? He when? made an
3: all-star team.
2: Wasn't he like an odd year guy, where like every odd year he was good and every even year he was
3: bad? Well, we put that to bed in 2023. <laughs> You're in trouble, buddy. <laughs>
1: All right. Coming up next, we'll talk to Michael Wilbon. Get those holiday parody songs in, ESPNParody.com. Wilbon's going to rip the coaching staff coming up next.